Welcome to the Risk and Repeat podcast, episode number 198. I'm Rob Wright, Security News Director at Tech Target, and I am here with Security News Writer Alex Kalafi. Alex, welcome. Thanks, Rob. Alex, Happy New yes. Year. Happy New Year. We are talking about a big one today. We yeah. are, yes, but maybe the biggest, one of the biggest stories. I mean, I guess if we're quantifying single attacks, this one's got to be up there. We are talking yes. about, yes, it, um, it's pretty high. I, I guess the, the only reason why I want to, I want to cut you off there is because it's, even if it's one attack, um, 2020 had the solar wind supply chain attack. Yes. yes. 2021 had log for shell. Yes. Uh, and then this year's or 2022's December surprise is the Rackspace ransomware attack. Yes. And it, it, it was this happening before I joined this beat? Like something it's a great happening question, every Alex. December? Yeah. It's a great question. Do we always get lump of coals around? Uh or lumps of coal, rather, around uh, the holidays. Yeah, the, these okay. threat actors always taking advantage of holiday breaks. Uh, I, I guess by comparison to the, what you just outlined there, this one doesn't seem quite as bad. It's mm. not as bad. Um, but there are some questions about this right. attack and the effect it's going to have. And we are talking about none other than the Rackspace ransomware attack. Mm-hmm. that we first learned about on December 2nd. Yep. And uh, it was pretty devastating for the cloud provider. It uh, forced the organization to take off um, its uh, hosted exchange environment offline completely, start migrating customers to Microsoft 365, spend weeks, and I'm sure many long hours over the holiday break, uh, trying to recover data for their customers on hosted mm-hmm. exchange. Uh, early last week, there was a there was one of two major updates from Rackspace. Uh, they issued statements to media outlets, including Tech Target Security. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think starting on Monday, that the attack was the result of a zero day exploit, quote unquote, for a Microsoft Exchange server. And I I want to read the statement. And we'll, we'll get into this a little bit more. Um, quote, Rackspace engaged industry-leading global cybersecurity firm CrowdStrike to assist with the investigation into the ransomware incident, which affected its hosted exchange environment. While there has been widespread ac- uh, speculation that the root cause of this incident was the result of the proxy not shell exploit, we can now definitively state that this is not accurate. We have been diligent about this investigation and prioritizing accuracy and precision in everything we say and do because our credibility is important to us at Rackspace. We are now highly confident that the root cause in this case pertains to a zero-day exploit associated with CVE 2022-41080. See a recent blog post by CrowdStrike for more information. Microsoft disclosed CVE 2022-41080. 080 as a privilege escalation vulnerability and did not include notes for being part of a remote code execution chain that was exploitable. We thank CrowdStrike for their 
thorough work in discovering the zero-day exploit during the course of this investigation, and we'll be sharing more detailed information with our customers and peers in the security community so that collectively we can all better defend against these types of exploits in the future. End quote. We're all in this together. We're all in, We're this, all in together. this together. Um, so, Alice, you wrote this. You wrote both stories. Mm-hmm. Um, to what is... Rackspace referring to with this zero day exploit detailed by CrowdStrike. <laughs> so there was a um, an exploit chain that came out a few months ago, September. I believe uh, our colleague Ariel wrote about it at that time called Proxy Not Shell, which combines this uh, 41080 uh, vulnerability with another one. Oh, wait, no, no, no. It was uh, 41080 is a new vulnerability, and yes. Proxy Not Shell used the other vulnerability that was utilized in the exploit that uh, Rackspace CSO Karen O'Reilly Smith is referring to. Um, Proxy Not Shell came out a few months ago, was pretty serious. The latest sort of proxy exploit uh, impacting uh, host, uh, Microsoft Exchange servers that are on premises. Um, and then this, uh, this new vulnerability, uh, CVE 2022-41080 takes one of the proxy not shell, uh, zero day vulnerabilities, CVE 2022-41082 and chains it with this new vulnerability to create a new exploit chain that is very similar to proxy not shell, but is, uh, its own exploit chain, which CrowdStrike discovered and reported two weeks ago. They didn't say it was connected to Rackspace at the time, but then in this statement, uh, Karen O'Reilly Smith is uh, pretty indirectly saying that no, it was uh, in fact this new exploit chain, which is not proxy not shell, but is but uses one of the proxy not shell vulnerabilities. Yes. And is yes. very similar to it in some yes. ways. Yes, basically, it's a new exploit chain that um, OWA SSRF, um, mm-hmm. OWA OWA, I guess, um, Outlook Web Access, but an yeah. SSRF uh, attack that bypasses previous mitigations that Microsoft released for. Proxy nutshell way back in September when the, the those two CVEs were first disclosed, and I which I totally forgot about, but when those two when Proxy nutshell was first disclosed, they didn't have patches for it. I had totally forgotten about that. They had released Microsoft released mitigations to say you can close off this exploit by just you know changing these settings or, or doing X Y or Z. Mm-hmm. And they patched it in November patch Tuesday. So a couple months later. Um, but this new exploit chain takes one of the proxy not shell CVEs, combines it with a newer one, uh, 41080, and creates this OWA SSRF technique that bypasses those mitigations. Really, a lot of technical detail there. But it's important because, well, we'll get into that in a little bit. So there's this new exploit chain. It, the statement's a little confusing, but 
the um, on Thursday evening, Rackspace publishes an update with more information. And this one, we really get a lot of detail about the scope of the attack, um, but not everything, not everything. So they published this update and what was it, Alex? It was uh, the play ransomware actors had mm -hmm. accessed, was it 27? 27 uh, PSTs, personal storage tables of uh, Rackspace's hosted exchange customers. So it uh, it appears that they got to Rackspace through um, tables belonging to 27 of its customers. Right. Um, and then it kind of it kind of confirmed a lot of stuff that was sort of we sort of expected was the case. Right. But we didn't know 100% until they said it. Like yes. the second statement sort of made it more clear that no, it was this exploit chain that is right. similar to Proxy Not Shell, but isn't Proxy Not Shell, but uses one of its vulnerabilities. Um, it marked the completion of its forensic investigation. Um, and they sort of stressed that only 27 people got sort of pwned out of the 30,000 that used Rackspace's hosted exchange environment. Um, they also said uh, one of the more interesting things about this is that um, was as part of their ransomware attack, um, when their sort of uh, ex hosted exchange service faced outages, they decided that instead of um, forcing people to wait until their hosted exchange environment was back up, that they would move their customers over to Microsoft 365. And mm -hmm. we weren't really sure exactly what this meant at the time because um, it was kind of interesting that they were moving these hosted customers to a pure cloud service. But through this update, they sort of clarified that, no, this is something they were always planning to do and um, that now they're going to be moving everyone to Microsoft 365 because it has better features and more cost effective, etc. They're still going to provide it as like an intermediary. So they're making some money off that somewhere, I'm guessing. But mm. it's no longer going to be um, a pure hosted service, which I had heard. And I'm not I'm not one of the people who uses Rackspace, of course. But I, uh, I have heard that their hosted exchange email wasn't necessarily the largest part of their business. No. Anyways, no. Yeah. by any means. No. So it, it kind of seems like. It, it's fairly believable that long term they were probably planning to move stuff to Microsoft 365. Sure. It seems like this definitely just uh, expedited their plans, but that was that was one of the more interesting things too. Yeah, it, it's it makes sense. It's hard to say whether they had always planned on doing this or not. The speed with which they started moving customers over to Microsoft 365, I guess you could say, well, there must have been some type of plan. I don't know, but mm -hmm. it makes sense because the you're probably not going to rebuild the environment and who knows how many customers are going to want to migrate back and what that process would entail. So it, it's, I guess it's an expected result of this. Right. Um, but so as you noted, Brackspace said in that update that the forensic investigation has been completed. There's, they said, you know, not going to be any more updates on this channel. If there's anything new, we'll 
tell you about it somewhere else. Um, so, so that's it for now, but a lot of questions remain. Um, mm-hmm. First and foremost, there's been no word, no statement, no indication about whether Rackspace paid a ransom or even received a ransom demand. And Alex, right. you asked about this again, and yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I I feel like we've probably asked two or three times. It's one of the things you always have to ask. Always, whenever yeah. someone gets hit with a ransomware attack, is did you end up paying the ransom? Um, because not only because it's like a juicy piece of information or whatever, but but there's the practical reason too that um, if someone paid a ransom that sort of suggests that there's data that could belong to the customers that is out of the company's hands. Right. Which is pretty, pretty important uh, information. Um, right. Yeah. And, and I asked them this time, you know, did they, uh, did they pay the ransom? And the tone, I believe changed a little bit where before it was, we're not really saying anything. We'll have more information later. And this time when I asked, when I wrote this story last week, they just said, we're not planning to discuss that, which was, uh, which is a very uh, different sort of unexpectedly curt tone uh, compared to what it's sort of, I had sort of gotten up until this point. Right. Well, well, and you're going from, well, you know, we're not commenting at this time to, we're not going to discuss it at all. That seems pretty important. Now, Mm -hmm. We should note that, you know, in that update on Thursday evening, Rackspace said, you know, they were very clear. Uh, The play threat actors access the personal storage table or tables of 27 hosted exchange customers, but CrowdStrike Mm -hmm. found there is, quote unquote, there is no evidence that a threat actor actually viewed, obtained, misused, or disseminated emails or data in the PSTs. That's very important. Yep. Um, I, and I'm not quite sure how they accessed it, but didn't, you know, how they could tell that it wasn't viewed. Um, I know they could probably tell if data was exfiltrated through, you know, whatever logs they're analyzing. Regardless, it's important. Um, because if they didn't get any data, then that's, it makes it a little bit harder, I guess, to ransom, um, Mm -hmm. or to to demand a ransom. That said, we go through this all the time, Alex, if you didn't get a ransom demand or you got a ransom demand and you didn't pay it, Rackspace, why not just say that? (coughs) Yeah. I, I think that's an excellent point. Like, why wouldn't you just say it? Because if you paid the ransom, um, which many people had been asking them to do up until that point, like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's sent. It's it's a sensible many, thing many, to do. Yeah, many Twitter eggs and people that are you know purportedly Rackspace customers on Reddit or or whatever. Um, right. So it's so we hard hard to tell. Exactly. We don't know exactly the context of whether they were given a ransom, what that exchange would have looked like, negotiation, et cetera, et cetera. But um, it, it's fair to say that there is a world where they could justifiably make the argument that we paid the ransom to get 
uh, to sort of decrease downtime and, right. and sort of further safeguard data. Uh, and, or, and then they could look transparent, which is what they're trying to do now. Sure. Or they could say, we decided not to pay the ransom because we chose not to and we're confident that this data was not taken. Um, but they're sort of in this in-between. Yeah. Um, so, so it was, so from our end, like I, I told you that at one point, like the emails we were sending back and forth with Rackspace ended up having a new name on it, which was clearly attached to a crisis PR firm. And what I'm wondering is if just all the information just got locked down as soon as the third party got involved. Um, and that they're like, let's not do anything else to make you look weak or dumb or whatever. Sure. Which I'm not sure. saying they would have, but I'm saying no. like maybe yeah. that's the argument. Um, I, I wonder if it's possible that they don't want to comment on this, that they are, are, are just shutting that line of questioning down because, well, maybe one of the 27 or, or more or all of those customers were hit with ransom demands mm -hmm. and maybe one or more or all of them decided to pay. Who knows? Now, if that happened, that would seem to maybe contradict the previous statement from Rackspace about there being no evidence that the threat actually, actually obtained, viewed, misused, exfiltrated, whatever data from those personal storage tables. Um, I would assume that if, if, if the play threat actors got in there and just encrypted those instances, um, that that's like a, that's not something you would pay a ransom for, I guess. I mean, I guess like Rackspace would, would say, Hey, we're shutting everything down. We're mm -hmm. gonna, we've got everything backed up. We can do data recovery. Um, you know, just bear with us. I don't, I mean, unless I, I I'm just trying to think like, maybe there's some organizations that are using hosted exchange at Rackspace and like, like it's really critical that they get their email back up and running like, pronto and i don't know i'm really spitballing here because i can't i can't understand why rackspace would not directly address this question especially after it seemed like in previous updates or statements that that was something that they would eventually like comment on or maybe that i'm just reading into previous comments but now it's like they shut it down they're not going to discuss it big right. question big question about what went on here um Another question is, I mean, I guess maybe the scope of the attack. Like we know 27 customers were impacted, but I don't know. What was their data encrypted? I, I don't, it's really hard to tell. Um, we just know that their personal storage table was accessed. Mm -hmm. You know, and, I guess, I guess and... we could assume that it was, but like, you know, you go back and you read the updates to that status page initially, and it's like, you know, disruptions reported, connectivity issues. Like, there's a lot that sort of trickles out in those early hours of um, December 2nd and then into, you know, throughout the day and throughout the weekend. Um, and I know they took the environment offline to to shut it down and, and sort of isolate and, 
you know, start the investigation. I get, I get it, but like, I don't know the initially when, and you may have a different opinion about this, Alex, but initially when I read that, I was like, Oh, it seems like whoever the bad guys are in this case, if it is ransomware, they got in there and started encrypting data. And it mm-hmm. seems like it's, they did enough encryption and the, the ransomware spread enough that it, it caused major headaches. 27 customers aside out of 30,000, it doesn't seem that big, but like maybe they encrypted more data than storage, personal storage tables accessed. I don't know. A lot of this could just be, or a lot of the, um, the weight of this attack could be that one, they decided to, to, create outages or not not create outages they um there are outages (coughs) as part of this ransomware attack either because of the threat actors or because they decided they wanted to secure the environment um that lasted about a month and and is still ongoing as people migrate um and in addition to that their whole thing is that they're a hosted service meaning that their job is to manage things so other companies smaller companies don't have to worry about them um oftentimes smaller companies so if they fail at that sort of thing uh of if as soon as they're giving headaches to the people who are paying to use their services that creates enormous issues for them right 27 people or not like even if it was a small ransomware attack yep if it's the wrong kind of ransomware attack which it very much seems to be it sort of creates the situation we're in now just just from the sheer nature of what kind of company rack space is, yeah. i think at least yeah i think you're right i think you're right about that 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 is probably playing a role in the response here um which brings us to the next big question, probably the big question. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can get to quibbles about Rackspace's statements and and how they're portraying all this and, and, you know, where I think they're right and where I think that they're maybe falling a little short. But the big question here is, it seemed initially when uh, Rackspace put out their first statement to the media um monday tuesday if they were pointing to this new exploit that crowdstrike detailed oa ssrf um then it certainly seemed to me at the time and i think to you as well that they did not patch either vulnerability because according to crowdstrike both that proxy not shell cve from september and the 41080 privilege escalation exchange vulnerability from November, both of which were patched in November. It seemed like for the, for those to work, they had to be unpatched. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, in talking with an outside advisor, external advisor for Rackspace, uh, wish to remain anonymous, uh, that person confirmed that while they had they had deployed the mitigations for proxy not shell bugs that were released um, or disclosed back in September, they had not patched either four one zero eight two from proxy not shell or 
41080 from November. Now you can say December 2nd, you know, that's less than a month after the 41080 privilege escalation bug was was disclosed because it was disclosed in that November patch Tuesday. I think that was November mm -hmm. 9th. But is Rackspace at fault for for not you know for not patching these bugs? I think that that's a fair question to ask. Um, now, according to the external advisor, uh, they did not patch four one zero eight two because, well, they had deployed those proxy not shell mitigations, and they were under the impression, like a, probably a lot of customers, a lot of enterprises, that those mitigations were fine. And that they didn't need to apply the patches for proxy nutshell. And they also said that the 41080 patch was not deployed because, and I had forgotten about this, there were reported authentication issues, Kerberos uh, authentication issues, domain controller issues caused by that November patch Tuesday update. So according to this, this source, Rackspace, didn't want to deploy those patches with those issues sort of hanging over their heads and, and potentially inadvertently causing, you know, an outage for hosted exchange or other services because they deployed an a, a, a update that caused those authentication issues. But those reported issues were fixed, I guess, later that week. I think I have the timeline right. So... Mm -hmm. I do think it's fair to ask, and maybe I'm not the one to answer this, or you or anybody else in the media, but should should they be taking the blame for not patching these bugs? Especially if you're running a hosted exchange service, a cloud service that customers are depending on, should you be more prompt and urgent with your exchange patches? I don't know. Because I other people question. aren't. Yeah, because, because I mean, because I, I like, isn't that part of the whole proposition of hosted email, hosted exchange? You know, whether it's Rackspaces or other organizations that offer a similar service, don't you're you're buying this? Like, we're turning this into a cloud service. You're buying it. We're managing it. We're taking away the headaches. We'll do all the configuration, the maintenance, and the updates. Well, if you're not doing the updates, and I get it, there were issues and mm -hmm. there were mitigations in lieu of the patches for Proxy Nutshell. I get it. And I'm not, I'm not, I guess I'm not necessarily blaming them for the Proxy Nutshell because, like I said, a lot of organizations just applied the mitigations under the impression that they were safe. And CrowdStrike's research showed them, no, you're not safe. Nobody knew that. But 41080 I don't know I get it I get it. it was it was a privilege escalation bug but I believe it was critical I believe it was like 8.8 .8 or 9 or something so it wasn't unserious I, so I, I I don't know where the infosec community is coming down on that but it seems like that's a fair question mm -hmm. about whether they should have been more diligent and prompt with their patching even if it was going to cause disruption or downtime for the hosted exchange environment. If that were to happen, well, I, I, I assume that would be 
very temporary and you could turn around and point the finger at Microsoft and say, hey, we applied the patches. The patches were not up to snuff. You know, blame Microsoft and hopefully that wouldn't um, come back on Rackspace specifically. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you think? Um, I think it's hard to say. I, I think it's hard. It to really know. is. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's we're you. You sort of have to empathize with uh, an exploit chain coming out of nowhere. Yeah, and sort of wrecking your whole company for a month plus uh, as you sort of uh, deal with this ransomware attack. On the other hand, um, at least on the surface level, I definitely agree with with what you're saying that like people are paying to use Rackspace so they don't have to worry about these things. Yeah. Um, which and is you have 30,000 customers. Yep. You know, it's not just you, you, you bear the weight and the, and you are responsible for 30,000 other customers. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm coming down on this the other way now is the more I think about this, because it's like, I mean, how many proxy vulnerabilities how, how many exchange this this whole new attack surface being revealed with the you know proxy logon proxy shell proxy not shell you know the last what is it almost two years now mm -hmm. um, they they know or should know that this this attack surface is is it's been broadened. It's very serious. There's been tons of exploitation activity. And I think for 41080, Microsoft even said in the notes that exploitation was likely. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a reason we call, you know, we say patch Tuesday, exploit Wednesday. Yeah. If, if they had just sort of adhered to, you know, maybe the two week sort of like, hey, we're going to wait and see. Yeah, that would have got them in the clear before December second, um, assuming that the threat actors weren't lurking in the environment for weeks. Who knows? Maybe they were. You uh, have to question what's going on at Rackspace, just on a general level, like uh, security or not. There's I. So there's a line in this final update from them that says, as of today, more than half of impacted customers have some or all of their data available for them to download. However, yeah. less than 5% of those customers have actually downloaded the mailboxes we have made available. Hmm. So something we have not put in these stories up until this point, because yeah. you can't fact check it, but I think is very relevant for here in this conversation, is that I've been like pretty regularly going to r slash Rackspace to see yes. what people have been saying or people yes. have allegedly been saying. Yes. Um, and the thing that seems to be coming across here uh, based on what people are commenting on, and there, there's a thread right on our slash rack space that's, that's about this sort of final update, are people saying, hey, I have 200 email accounts. Um, I have 20 of them available. They're all less important ones with under one gigabyte of data in them. And um, we uh, we don't know where the other ones are coming from. And then other people being like, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Less than 5% of customers have actually downloaded the data on their mailbox. Now, there could be a big conspiracy against Rackspace from these customers. We have no idea. But it is very consistent what, what like you can see on Reddit, like the frustrations from customers. Yeah. 
and and it really adds a bit of weight to the to the one sentence as of today more than half of impacted customers have some or all of their data available to them to download um if what these commenters are saying is true some or all is is doing a protect pot- potentially incredible amount of heavy lifting for what the actual customer experience is right now. Yeah. Um, which yeah. you, you want to provide empathy to, to companies, but on the other hand, it's their job to manage ex- <laughs> their hosted exchange service for, for people. So yeah, it's, it's, you're kind of going like, what's go what's going on rack space. I know. I know. And you heard, I mean, we heard from at least one verified customer mm. or that we could verify who wrote to us it, after one of these podcasts that's true yes thank you very much um mm-hmm. to to that listener um yep. who, who just said it's really unclear what's going on and you know it's it just I, I, you know i need to know when we're getting existing email back um but it's we're not getting a lot of information and this is about a week after the attack so I don't know. You're right, though. Um, and I think that that's a good transition to sort of the quibbles and some of the issues that I think both you and I have with. And yeah, I get that this is hard. I don't want to beat up Rackspace too much, but I do think that some of the, the language that they've used here in the updates and the statements, it's been confusing to me. And, you know, I. For example, mm-hmm. um, you know, we've already talked about the OWA, SSRF, and, you know, like, okay, they, hi- they highlight the link to that blog post from CrowdStrike, but they weren't really explicit. And they're saying, you know, uh, contrary to speculation, Proxy Not Shell was not involved. Okay, you're right. The Proxy Not Shell exploit for those two CVEs was not used. But one of the CVEs for Proxy Not Shell was indeed used in the attack because that is an integral part of OA SSRF as outlined by CrowdStrike. So that bugged me a little, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. The other thing that kind of annoyed me was, and I call it a zero day exploit. And that, like, if you're just reading that, you just see a headline about it or you just see something on Twitter or whatever, it might indicate to you that like, oh, there's new, there's new vulnerabilities. There's not. There's not. There's a new exploit, new exploit change for sure. And and I'm not, I'm not, I, I am not gonna beat them up about the proxy not shell part of this. Because again, everyone was under the impressions that those mitigations were solid. And CrowdStrike revealed that they were not. And CrowdStrike, I'm sure, found out through the Rackspace attack. So no one knew that until there. But I don't know. Calling it a zero-day exploit to me suggests that there are zero-day vulnerabilities involved. And they they're de- they are definitively not zero-day vulnerabilities. Mm-hmm. These are vul- vulnerabilities that they could have patched and didn't. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that... That just sort of annoyed me a little. And I think I think they could have been clearer with some of these statements about just like what went on and and just said, 
what like okay we didn't patch you know we we be straight don't rely on an external advisor to to come in and clear things up um be straight up we didn't we didn't patch we thought the mitigations were in place um were, were enough we didn't patch 41080 because well, there were issues with the, the update and um, authentication issues and Kerberos and blah, 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 blah. Make the case for it. If you, if you think it's defensible, fine. But sort of leaving that part out to me, I didn't, I didn't care for. Um, and yeah. then to your point about just, just sort of the language about the recovery process, like I'm glad that they, th there are a ton of updates on that status page. Mm -hmm. But I don't know, you read it and, and, and you sort of see the numbers and, and sort of the perspective that Rackspace is offering. And it doesn't always sort of mesh with what you're hearing and seeing, even from like verified customers out there, you know, some some blue check marks for whatever that's worth on Twitter these days. But you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, there's a lot of people who are upset and I'm sure with good reason. Uh, so... I get it. Again, crisis management, breach response, communications, getting all this stuff in order, not saying too much or not saying stuff that's unconfirmed or not totally locked down is very hard. But I don't know. Those things rubbed me the wrong way a little. So sure. I don't know. Um, looking ahead a little bit, I, uh, I I thought we could close on a little data point I, yes. I pulled up before. Um, before we started so so at the beginning of our recording i uh brought up solar winds mm. um the <coughs> victim of a supply chain attack in late 2020 that um ended up compromising uh small parts of the u.s government and yes. was was an enormous attack um also one of the most recent times that we had to deal with crisis pr <laughs> Yes. So I uh, I wanted to pull up what happened to the stock of Solar Winds after that attack, mm. and I'm gonna and I'm gonna compare Rackspace. So Solar Winds uh, dropped from uh, twenty four dollars uh, a share on December fourth, twenty twenty, to fourteen ninety five on December eighteenth. Huge drop makes sense for a cyber attack. Yep. Going forward to twenty twenty three. Their stock is now at nine dollars and forty cents, um, which is it. It's it's telling that they uh, they sort of never managed to, at least up until this point, fully recover from the damage that that attack caused. Right. Um, rack space actually looks very different. Um, so a year ago, rack space was at uh, $13.02. Today, they're at $2.80. However, they've been at a pretty steady decline for the last year. Mm. Um, instead of it being one giant drop like SolarWinds face. Sure, yeah. And that sort of makes me think of when I was sort of scanning r slash Rackspace and looking at posts that took place before this mm -hmm. this ransomware attack mm -hmm. and a lot of the problems people were having with Rackspace now whether it be their communication or um how well they're able to support you compared to the other 
sort of managed providers on the market, the criticisms weren't really that much different. So I, um, it makes me wonder one, what's going on at Rackspace and two, what, where does Rackspace go from here? Because it, it, you know, it's easy for us to say like, Oh, this is bad for Rackspace. They sure got an uphill battle ahead of them uh, before, but, Solar Winds doesn't seem to have ever come back, and and you know I hope Solar Winds does, I guess, and and I hope Rackspace does, I guess. You don't want you don't root for anyone to fail, but yep. there is an interesting story here about how uh, companies that get hit with these massive cyber attacks, uh, if if their messaging isn't completely spot on, like maybe. Maybe they don't end up recovering from it easily. Yeah, I, I don't even think it's about the messaging. I mean, maybe not messaging, but you, you kind of know what I'm how saying. How it looks, how it looks. <laughs> yes, the the, yes. the sort of the publicity. So, I I think you know, the Solar Ones is a good comp for this in a way because that, I mean, that incident. First of all. You're talking about nation state threat act. I know companies do this all the time. We believe this was a sophisticated nation state threat, blah, 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 blah. And it turns out, you know, there was something simple that happened that they, you know, that they, their security posture was weak and they didn't do X, Y, or Z. In this case, it's totally possible with solar winds that they didn't do something that allowed the threat. We still don't know the initial vector and how they got in and all this stuff. But that was such a, a complicated and really cunning, you know, uh, hack of that, of that company and their platform and to get into all these other, you know, customers, uh, government agencies, federal agencies. It's a little hard to sit here and sort of Monday morning quarterback solar winds based on that attack. Um, even though there might've been things that they could have done better or could have shored up, you know, in their security posture, this Rackspace is a little different to me. And, and just talking through this with you on the podcast has really kind of pushed me more toward, well, this isn't a good look for them. Um, it, it may, it, 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 they may ultimately, you know, rebound from this and be fine and, and good for them. But, um, you know, initially with this, this attack, I kind of wondered like, okay, if, if they got into the hosted exchange environment, depending on how many customers might've been affected and how, how much data, if any, the threat actors accessed or stole, you know, it could be really bad for them. Like, like, you know, uh, life altering bad um, for this company. And I got to say, the scope doesn't look that like all that extensive, fine. But the, the, the patching thing has got to raise questions for companies that are looking at like outsourcing their something as vital as email and their email servers to any organization, not just Rackspace. Because if you're, if you're responsible for that many customers and you're not patching promptly 
and fully, then it's it's just you're putting your customers at risk, I guess. I do think that's going to be a huge question for them going forward. And, you know, are people going to remember this in a year? I don't know. Is it going to be infamous the same way it is with solar ones? Not sure. Um, but I, I just, I think that this, this attack, at least for people in InfoSec, is going to probably be debated and, and sort of pondered and just, just like, you know, should, should they have done more? You know, yes, the mitigations were in place, but, you know, a couple of months later, why not just deploy the patches for proxy nutshell? If they had just done mm-hmm. one or the other, but, you know, 41082, 41080, it doesn't matter. If they had just done one, just one, that OWA SSRF exploit doesn't work. And they they are here today as they were on December 1st. They had a happy holiday break over there. All the rackers that were busting their butts, trying to get people back online, trying to migrate them to Microsoft 365. You know, long hours, sleepless nights. I get it. That wouldn't have happened. And I, I think that's a fair question for a lot of people to ask. That, you know, should they have done more? And should we expect more from like our cloud providers and 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 managed service providers and hosting providers and everybody that does stuff like this? Because if you're if you're gonna make that pitch to enterprises, to mid market customers, small businesses, whoever, give us mm-hmm. give us this stuff, give us your IT, and we'll manage it and we'll maintain it, and we'll protect it, and you don't have to worry about it. Then I think that there's an expectation of of that you're going to do more and not just do the basics. So right. that's me. No, but yeah, you're right. I, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, and I don't know. We'll ever get an answer about the ransom. It's, it's interesting that play or whoever, you know, whatever threat actor behind, you know, the, the specific attack here um, connected with play hasn't gone public. Hasn't said, you know, we hacked X, Y, or Z hasn't, claimed responsibility but maybe they will yeah maybe we'll do a third podcast episode a on third. This before Th- we know it that'd be great yeah yep we could go on for an hour next time instead of <laughs> just under <laughs> <laughs> yep well alex i appreciate you taking the time to do the full um or at least at this stage full rack space ransomware attack post-mortem um, I know you've been, been getting over the sniffles and I, I do appreciate uh, your time and en- energy. So thank you. Ah, no problem, Rob. And thank you to the readers and listeners of Tech Target Editorial. I'm Rob Wright, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>